and welcome to Faith Facts with Father Howard. I'm Lindsay, here with Father Howard, and on today's episode, we are doing what we call What to Wear, What to Wear. So let's get started. Hey, Lindsay. <laughs> Again, good to be able to sit down with you and just to reflect on a few things. And and this is a question about what to wear, what to wear, and, and particularly when it applies to church. Mm. I, I get the questions, I get the the comments, I get the concerns, I get the ranting and raving every single year. So <laughs> I thought that I was going to jump ahead of this and, and get it in the bulletin early, but uh, this past weekend somebody caught me and was ranting a little bit about what, what people were wearing or not wearing, you know, depending upon how you look at the issue. And it's it's something that I think we need to lighten up a little bit about a lot of times. And yet there is something about a sense of decorum, a sense of, of, of where we are. And what I would state in, in a comment that I made was, remember where you are, what you are doing, and for whom you are doing it. And sometimes in our culture today, there seems to be very little sense of, of decorum. Uh, we have become so casual, there's almost nothing that is not there. And I think that we as, as people of faith, as pe- church people, I think, we need to, <clears throat> I think we need to help bring some balance in all of that. And I think we can do that, and I believe we can do that without going over the top in either direction. And I think we can do that, you know, which by, you know, uh, paying attention to, to, what, to how we dress and, and what we wear and such. And what we have on our bodies uh, can make a difference in the worship experience. Uh, so it's, it's, it's a topic that, that oftentimes gets a lot of different comments. And, and I know people are all over the board. And I know that there are plenty of people who will disagree with me. But I believe there's also, you know, a sense of balance that we can achieve when we think about, you know, uh, how we dress uh, for church. Uh, you know, and, and I, I put in here, you know, the, the what to wear, what to wear. The, the easy answer is, you know, clothes, <laughs> of course. Uh, but I'm... Uh, and, 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 you know, it's just recognizing that sometimes we just have to use a little common sense, which sometimes, you know, is not all that common as, as the quote goes. It is summertime. It is time when things are a little bit more relaxed. It is warm out. Churches can be hot even with AC, the air conditioning on. Um, Especially Holy Angels because it's such a big space to try and cool down. Yes. And, you know, even a lot of cooling systems, you know, are are built for something with with much lower ceilings. Mm -hmm. Um, So even when you, you know, you cool the church down, it goes up, what, 8 to 10 feet or so, is that there's a lot of hot air up in the ceiling and, you know, you have fan systems and such. Churches are not easy to cool down. And not to mention, churches are very expensive to cool down because air conditioning, as you know from trying to cool down your own house, even if it's just a smaller unit, mm-hmm. can certainly add an awful lot to you know uh, one's utility costs. So it's we, we need to, to 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 take into consideration the circumstances, the season, and all of that. 
And so I just, you know, want to, uh, in this opportunity, to to be able just to uh, approach a few issues and maybe address a few things that that hopefully uh, people who listen to this can maybe ponder for themselves because they might be some of the ones that say, "What's wrong with those?" Name the you know name the name of of whatever group you're you're criticizing, and and maybe not only just look at them, uh, but as a wonderful sister that was part of the seminary training, Sister Katie, who would always teach us young boys in high school uh, what it means to keep custody of your <laughs> eyes, <laughs> and I never forgot that you know keeping custody of your eyes. Um, so. To begin, just just to make a few points. Now, let's start out. Are these your opinions or are these kind of good rules to follow wherever you go? I believe that they're good rules to follow wherever we go. I am one who believes that, you know, depending upon where I go, that there is a sense of decorum or maybe what's expected, whether it's whether I wear clerical clothing or not, whether it is where, whether I would wear a suit coat and a tie or a shirt, whether it's I would wear you know jeans and, and a jacket or whatever it might be, I think these are good rules that people can live by, and and I think it would help sometimes you know just in our approach and in our sense of again of civility with and for each other. Uh, so these are not, and some of it's my opinion, of course. I know that there are plenty of people that, like I said, would, would disagree, you know, with what I'm going to say here. Uh, but I am not going to, you know, uh, go to a baseball game and wear a tuxedo. <laughs> Just not going to do that. Um, and, and neither would I expect one, you know, to go to a, a wedding or to go to a, uh, a religious ceremony dressed in, you know, short shorts, uh, flip-flops, and, you know, a tank top. Okay, but you don't like flip-flops. Well, so yeah. So that's just a on, whole yeah. other... Just on principle, I think they're <laughs> evil, personally. But, you know, I, yeah, I, I just... Crazy. <laughs> I just don't like flip-flops on principle. Uh, but I think I think that there's a... Uh, you know, we, we dr- think about the way we dress. You think about sometimes... Um, folks talking about a concert that they're going to, and, and they think about what they're going to dress, mm-hmm. what they're going to dress in. And, and the other thing I want to make very clear here, this is, this, this is just not about what women wear. This is about both guys and gals. Um, guys can dress as inappropriately as gals can. And, and both groups can sometimes use very little good sense when it comes to what they're wearing and where they're going. And I think that if we, if we would think about that a little bit more, not just about what I want to do and recognize there is a communal act in all of these things, that it would make the experience for a lot of people just more positive. It would be more positive. There would tend maybe to be less judgment, judgmental attitudes. Um, not that we all have to dress the same. That's not what I'm saying at all. It's think about where you're going, think about what you're doing, think about what would be appropriate in order to dress for this occasion. Because, again, I am of the ilk that tends to believe that there is appropriate dress for different occasions. I am not also, I am not using the standards that were used 50 to 60 years ago. 
because this is not 1961 or 1971. This is, is you know, 2021. Styles, sensitivities, all of those things have changed. And, And certainly I recognize that. So it's simply about no matter if you're in 1961 or you're in 2021, we still need to think about what we are doing and why. And, and what is our intent? Because I believe also that there are times when we know exactly what we're trying to do. And when it comes to church, it has nothing to do with Christianity or holiness. You know, it comes with anything about shock value. It comes about, you know, with, with somehow, you know, getting looks or stares or whatever and saying, that's not why you're there. Simply not why you're there. And, and, and we sometimes can be very deliberate about how we present ourselves. And like I said, I am not approved by any stretch of the imagination. You know, I don't expect people to be clad in dark green bubble wrap, you know, from the top of their head to the bottom of their feet with just a breathing hole and eye holes in it. It would kind of be fun to bump into each other with that, though. That's true. <laughs> um, and people may think, you know, that somehow I am just an, an old, you know... Fuddy-duddy? Yes, uh, to use the term. <laughs> and that is by by not any stretch of the imagination, simply simply not the, choir, not the case. Again, it's that um, I'm, I'm not an extreme on one end, but then on the other side, too is that I am not a person that just says anything goes. And I also do would not want to put undue hardship in recognizing that sometimes the circumstances call for uh, a change or, or something particularly be done or worn. Um, and it uh, has nothing to do with anything other than these are the circumstances of a person's life. And I think we have to lighten up a little bit and presume goodwill, as opposed to, you know, this gasp of scandal, uh, which is not necessarily honest, um, but somehow we have to be scandalized by it, and therefore we can talk about it and rant and rave about how bad that group is. Um, I had an uncle that was a a veterinarian. He is deceased now. And at times he would, uh, you know, be able to get to church, uh, you know, early in the morning, but he was called out to a case, you know, of an animal or a cow. And these are people's livelihoods. And he would kind of duck into church, you know, uh, in early in the morning, sometimes not smelling as great, you know, as as someone might. Um, You know, the understanding being is that that's not how you would normally dress. Is the fact is, is that sometimes it just happens that way. And it's, it's to cut people some slack and to recognize that, you know, I believe overall people generally do try to do the best they can. So, um, and as I mentioned, I apply these comments across the board. Um, this is not a harangue about women. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, men can dress just as inappropriately as women can and oftentimes do. We just don't like to call <laughs> it to our attention. Sure. Because somehow when she does it, it's seemingly a whole lot worse than when he does it. And, and I just don't believe that whatsoever. Um, both can be inappropriate. Both need to think about what they do and why they do that. Um, it's, it's one of those things in which um, when I think about, you know, 
the circumstances surrounding people's lives. I, I try to put it in this kind of a perspective. Um, I'm just glad they're there, first and foremost. Sometimes I can't imagine how they got there without any injuries to leg or limb or, or to family members. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's realizing that, you know, the craziness of, of people's lives, of what can happen right before you step out that door to go to church. Somebody barfs. Somebody, you know, falls down. Somebody jumps in a mud puddle because a two or three year old thinks it would be great to jump in a mud puddle. Um, at home, when we were working on the farm, Lord only knows what could have gone wrong that, that set us back, uh, you know, a lot of time. And I know for a fact that we probably didn't go to church always smelling the greatest either because something happened to a cow, something happened to a machine. And I think, again, about people's lives, something happens to a kid, something happens to the car, something happens in people's lives that just don't make them nearly as neat and tidy as we presume they ought to be when it comes to church. And, and we can be so harsh about, well, what's wrong with those people? You'd think those, you know, those parents would have more sense. They do, just like you would have had more sense if the circumstances were turned around. And how many times did you end up rushing to church because somebody didn't feel well, somebody got hurt, somebody needed to be comforted, and that needed to take precedence before whether you got to Mass on time or not. Again, we have to lighten up a little bit. We just plain have to lighten up. And sometimes, you know, when I think about families, you know, and, and, I, and what's, what just strikes me odd at times is the people that can be at times the, the, the harshest are people that have been there, that have gone through it. It's like, my goodness, <laughs> give them a break. And, you know, most of us, you know, have been in the circumstance where you got to choose your battles of what's important. You know, um, sometimes the battle you don't want to fight is with, as I put here, little Snooky Wookie who wants to wear a ballerina dress or who wants to wear a Spider-Man costume. I would love to see that at I, church. And, you know, over the years I've seen pretty much it all. <laughs> and at times, you know what you just say? You know, God... You accept them the way they are. I'm going to accept them the way they are because right now is not the time to have a discussion with a young person, you know, whether to wear a tutu or not. Now, if, if it's your teenage son or daughter, mm, a little <laughs> bit different. But there are just times where kids are kids and, and whatever happens, happens. And you just say, you know what, God, they're yours. And I'm taking care of them the best I can. And right now, little Snooky Wookie wants to wear a Spider-Man's <laughs> costume. God bless him. We're going to take him to church anyway. So that he knows that even in a Spider-Man costume, God's going to love them. And, and always will, no matter what. No matter what. And at times, that's where, you know, when you think about some of this, it's, it's like, folks, be a little bit more gentle. Um, you know, be a little bit more gentle with what we're doing. And the why. You know, and even sometimes with <clears throat> moms and dads, you know, they're coming to church and, 
and you know that, you know, they just threw themselves together, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And all I can say at the times is, I'm just glad you remembered not to wear your big fluffy pink slippers, <laughs> you know? I, because, you know, Lord knows, and I would never say this because you would never want to be insulting, but the fact remains is, you know, they just, boom threw something on, probably the only thing that, or the closest thing that they could grab mm-hmm. because they had to get everybody else out the door and there just plain wasn't enough time. Let it be. You know, let it be. It, it's like, you know, we, we kind of put ourselves in front of God and say, here I am, Lord, you know, in all my unglory, here I am. And you created me. And you know, as Psalm 138 says, you know when I sit and when I stand, you've known me before I was even conceived in my mother's womb. You know, if we can't stand blah, you know, before God, who can we stand blah before? (laughs) Now what's better, fluffy slippers or flip-flops? Definitely fluffy slippers. <laughs> flip, like I said, the flip-flops are just plain evil. And uh, at least fluffy slippers, I think, have a little more support than slip flip-flops do. Mm. Um, <laughs> Depends on which type you have, sure. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's, it's, it's that type of thing where, as I go back to my uh, comment of remember where you are, what you're doing, for whom you're doing it. To remember, it's not a fashion show. It's not the beach. It's not a ball game. It's not anything that, you know, it, it, it's not something where it's just for entertainment. Is that this is sacred ritual. And I don't mean to get all uptight about that. But sacred ritual by its very nature means that when we engage in it, when we participate, Now, barring all of those other circumstances, which so often are part of our lives, when we enter sacred ritual, it should be done so consciously, deliberately, and recognizing that as we are engaged in it, we encounter the divine God we pray to. That should say something about what we wear. It should say something about how we present ourselves, you know, to God. It should say something about how we present ourselves to one another because any kind of sacred ritual, it's not just about us. It's about the community too. You know, I, I go back at times to the um, scriptures with St. Paul who, who said to the community at the time, he said, because the big question was is, um, you know, now that we are not justified by the law, but we are justified in Jesus Christ, and, and they didn't have to be circumcised and all of those things, is that the question at the time was, can we eat meat that was sacrificed to idols? That was the big question. You know, who cares? Because we don't believe in them. We're justified again through Jesus Christ, the life, death, resurrection of Jesus Christ. Is that that's what justifies us. That what frees us from sin. It's not about whether or not, you know, something was sacrificed or not. And Paul, you know, makes pretty much makes the comment. He said, it really doesn't make a difference. However, if it's going to scandalize your brother and sister to eat the meat of, of sacrifice to idols, then don't do it. 
Don't do it if it's going to bring scandal to them. Don't do it if it's going to upset them to a point where they're going to be, you know, they're going to gasp, you know, because, you know, did you see what they did? And do you know where that meat was? And do you know what that meat was used for? And, and someone might say, well, yeah, I know pretty much what it was used for, but I'm going to do it anyway. Why would you do that if you knew it was going to scandalize your brother or sister? And I think the same way here with to use that same principle. Why would we do something that we know is going to scandalize? Again, not that we're controlled by others, but just, you know, when we talk about loving God and loving neighbor as self, that principle in and of itself says we need to be very deliberate and be very much aware of, of the community of which we are a part. And to do something that is going to scandalize people and like I mentioned before, that's exactly what we do, and we know exactly why we're doing it, is that, and so we stand before God saying, forgive my sin, when we walked into that building knowing that what we were doing, in a sense, was sin? That doesn't make any sense at all. I talk about being way off the charts on some things. And it's, it's uh, again, it's, it's not 1961, but neither is it no holds barred, and, and all bets are off either. And so it's, it's being able to use that, those rules of thumb that speak of dignity, speak of respect for self and for others, that speak of, and you know, with that, you know, when it comes to uh, clothing and such, is that to be aware of, of the art that is on a piece of clothing, to be aware of the words that are on a piece of clothing. You, you, know, you, you look at different t-shirts and, and, and shirts and such, and you're saying, why would anyone, why would anyone wear that kind of vulgarity on their shirt? Mm -hmm. and I, that I don't understand. I, I really don't. You know, it, to me, it's not cool. It's not sophisticated. It's not, you know, it's not making a statement. It just makes a statement that, you know, you're vulgar. <laughs> you know, that's all it does. Because there are words of violence and vulgarity that should just plain never be used. Not to mention being placed on clothing when we're going, particularly when we're going to a place of worship. Where in that worship we say that those very words are violent and vicious and disrespectful to God and to one another. You know, to be aware, I would, and, and somebody asked me, I said, well, the same thing with tattoos? I would say, yeah. You know, I don't, I don't have a problem with body art. I really don't. Um, it's taken me a little time, you know, to come <laughs> to terms with that. Sure. But that's simply because of my age, I think. Um, and, and also how you were raised to think about, you know, tattoos and all of those things. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and I've, I've really come to think of it very differently of, you know, there's some beautiful, beautiful body art uh, that's, that, that people wear. And it can be a tremendous, tremendous expression of culture, of, of insights, of, of, of all sorts of things, as you well know, mm -hmm. all sorts of things. And so, you know, if a person wants to wear a tattoo, knock yourself out. That's your personal thing. However... If the tattoo is such, again, if it has vulgarities in it, if it has, I mean, some of the, 
the artwork I have seen uh, is extremely violent and I would say disrespectful to both men and women. Now, you know, if, if you choose to wear that, that is your choice, again. But it's, it's one of those things that I would say, be aware of where you are. If wearing those, uh, wearing, uh, if, if, if uh, having body art and, and tattoos, you know, is vulgar or violent or whatever, then be sensitive to that because not everybody appreciates it. Everybody doesn't have to appreciate it. But when you think about where you're going to be, you might want to have a serious consideration. Not that one cannot show tattoos in church. Don't have a problem. It's particular kinds that are perceived by many, not just me, and not just people of my age, okay? <laughs> I'm a baby boomer, okay? But is perceived in, in just in general in society as being vulgar and violent. Doesn't have a place in church. Not, not in my eyes. I believe that then it would call for a simply covering, a simple covering, if at all possible, a simple covering so that it's not, you're not there to shock anybody. You're not there to make a statement. God doesn't give a rip what your statements are. He reads the heart. So keep your statements in a sense to yourself. It doesn't belong there in a sense. And, and just to be aware that it's not just about us or about my right. Uh, you know, uh, sometimes our egos are pretty all going big about my right and whatever. Not about your right. This is about God. You know, this is about God. This isn't about your rights. It's about God. And if we keep it there, it helps to bring the, ba the balance. Again, I don't, I'm not demanding for a dark green bubble wrap. <laughs> but it helps to keep the balance. Because there is a communal aspect to the things that we wear uh, and the sensitivities. Um, and, and, you know, sometimes, I would say any number of times, Lindsay, um, what I find is that it's not always somebody else's fault. You know, um, and I've said this to folks who say, did you see what that person was wearing? And I may or may not have noticed. But my question with it is, why were you staring? <laughs> if you were praying, why would you even pay attention? Well, I thought it was disgusting. Why did that bother you so much? And I think that at times people have to ask themselves, is this my issue or, or my rigidness? And I think a lot of times it is. It's my rigidness and by God, I had to wear certain things when I was growing up, and I think you ought to have to wear that same thing. And, and part of it is keep custody of your eyes. You, you know, keep custody of your eyes. Male or female, you know, if you're looking at a person in the eyes and you're talking to them, you're not worried about what's going from neck down. No. And Sister Katie, Lord knows, God loves Sister Katie. She was a stitch. But she was the person who um, would, would take care of the dining room when we were in the high school seminary. And, um, but she would talk about, you know, you guys need to learn to keep custody of your <laughs> eyes. You know, it will keep you out of trouble. <laughs> I mean, she's not wrong. Well, no, not at all. She's not wrong at all. You, you know, it's, but it, it said something to us. Anyway, it did to me is that a person is more than a body. 
and is more than body parts. A person is heart and soul, and, and there is all sorts of, of different kinds of beauty. And, you know, and at times it's, it's about, you know, keeping our eyes where they need to be rather than gawking or ogling somebody, you know, because it somehow offends you. Well, at times there's lots of things that can be offensive. It's just you're going to have to get over it. And and if I were to somehow, you know, have to, you know, get all bent out of shape because of every single, you know, style or whatever, whether it's, you know, whether it's with uh, brides or whether it's with grooms or whether it's, you know, coming in for mass or whatever for men or women is that I would constantly be bent out of shape. <laughs> One of my rules of thumb is is that you know, uh, and and I've and I've had this discussion uh, sometimes with brides. Um, they've asked me sometimes because there are parishes where the requirement is um, up to the neckline, no bare shoulders, and there is no negotiation. Oh my gosh! And what the parish will do, and this is not just Catholic churches. What the parish will do is that they will offer you a shawl or a sweater that you are required to wear while you are in church. Wow. Okay. Sweater. Hope it's a turtleneck. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm not on that part of the scale. But if somebody asks me, you know, do you have a problem with, <laughs> that's always a stranger say, like, I don't know if I have a problem with it, but is it appropriate is the question. Not whether I have a problem with it is that I will say to them, if you are already questioning it, you probably have a gut sense it's not the one to wear. Mm -hmm. If you're not questioning it, you see it as very appropriate or whatever. But if you are, listen to your gut. And again, no green wrap, bubble wrap, but listen to your gut. And, and I think that when I think about the vast majority of brides um, and groomsmen, uh, bridesmaids that I have worked with, the vast majority have a good sense about, you know, what's appropriate for church and mm -hmm. not. Again, they're not prudes either. Styles have changed. When I started this in, you know, 30 plus years ago, the styles of dresses and tuxes and all of that have changed dramatically, yeah. okay? So, what I, again, what I'm saying to the person, if the doubt is already there, you probably are stepping over a line maybe you don't want to do. So, think about what you want to do and why. Mm -hmm. Think about the style and then make a decision that you can be happy with and that you're not going to be filled with all sorts of doubts of whether I offended anybody or not. Or self-conscious while you're like yes. going to church or walking down the aisle or whatever it is. Yes, yeah, exactly. That's the worst. Because if that's if that's what you're focused on, is being self-conscious, that's a good way to put it too. Then, then, then I think you made a bad decision. <laughs> you know, and, and not because the style is bad, because maybe the style is not one that really fits you or body type or whatever it might sure. be. Um, and again, this doesn't, again, we mean, mean uh, dark green bubble wrap. <laughs> it means, you know, being able to enjoy the style, 
to enjoy the beauty of a person. And there are times when, you know, particularly with wedding dresses and stuff, there are wedding dresses that enhance the beauty of a person. There are wedding dresses when all you can think of is like, what the hell were they thinking? And the didn't, dresses wear them instead. Yeah. And didn't anybody sit down and have an honest talk about them? Mm-hmm. Or with them? Um, because even I, who know not that much about style and fashion, <laughs> even I look and saying, just not the right, not the right one. Right. Somebody convinced you of a style, it just was not the right one, and they ought to give you your money back. Anyway. So where do you fall on the lengths? I know the question often is, like, are shorts okay to wear to church? I don't have a problem with them, for men or women. Where I have a problem is when they're the real the short shorts. shorts, and they're almost a Speedo type of short <laughs> than really a short. No one wants to see that at church. I, you're right. No one. <laughs> but it is amazing what people think about it. You know, I, again, styles have changed. And and I have seen men and women and young people and, and everyone in between who look very well dressed, who look, you know, very appropriate mm-hmm. for worship, and they happen to be wearing shorts. And then they are the ones that they look god-awful, <laughs> just god-awful. Uh, again, so I don't have a, a problem. It's just... The style, mm-hmm. and when they're real, real, real sh- short. And I'm amazed sometimes at what passes for shorts, <laughs> as opposed to, you know, Speedos or bikini bottoms. And it's, um, use good sense, you mm-hmm. know, use good sense. And tank tops? You're okay with tank tops I'm okay as long with as ta- they cover well, right. well? I'm okay with tank tops. Um, and, you know, but... For, for example, with guys who have these, um, you know, the, the holes and the sleeves, these oh, great the big... Oh, huge, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know the style. I'm, I don't, yeah, I okay. don't know. But I know what you're talking about, the huge yeah. holes that, like, show half their body. Right. Yeah. You're not in the gym. That's, that's great for a gym. <laughs> that's great for the gym, but you're not in the gym. Yeah. Uh, but, but tank tops, again, if they are uh, sensible... And you know a person's body isn't falling all out, falling mm-hmm. all out of it. I don't have a problem with it at all. It's it's being able to to recognize that there are things that are comfortable to wear, and take into consideration you know the the heat and and mm-hmm. in all of that. And there are plenty of churches that are not air conditioned. And yeah, yeah, I know that years ago we never had air conditioning. Okay, get over it. Is that it's still very warm in those churches yeah and you know to be able if if all a person is thinking about and can think about is how hot it is and when is father going to stop talking for god's sake (laughs) is that then then we're missing the point oh yeah i've seen one or two pass out in the heat at church as opposed to being able to dress in in lighter clothing cooler clothing Mm -hmm. and and clothing that takes that all into consideration um you know, it's it's remember where you are, what you're doing, and for whom you're doing it. Mm-hmm. That's really what it comes down to. There isn't much that um, that I wouldn't necessarily say is is okay for church. Sometimes I'm I'm not. Don't wear a swimsuit. Uh, yes, or tube tops. Those uh, again. Th- there's 
There's just way too much in the sense of of why you're wearing it or whatever. Now, you know, part of this too is it's it, it's hard to generalize about right. you know clothing, and and I have seen some you know tube tops. Okay, I have seen some of those that would be very appropriate. Yeah, very appropriate. Others not so much. <laughs> Just like anything. Exactly. And the thing is, is that, you know, I have no doubts at times that people know exactly what they're doing and why. And sometimes we aren't always as innocent as we would like to make ourselves be. And saying, well, why should they criticize? criticize? You know, uh, I'm not wearing this. Yeah, you are. (laughs) And you know it. And you know the stairs. And you know what what, we know what we're doing. Mm -hmm. That's why it's good to remember, too, that it's a, it's a communal act. And so as a communal act, you know, I'm aware of what I wear, uh, of when I think certain things are appropriate and, and, and other times maybe not so much, um, because it can make a difference. Uh, and that's not just because I'm a priest. It's because of part of that. But it's also because I believe of the decorum yeah. that... Um, that 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 people wrestle with and and some have a very high level of that and and others sometimes not quite so much and i feel Mm -hmm. like you may agree with this that you know if you're out and about and find yourself maybe not dressed the most appropriate but it's the time you can come to mass choose to go to mass absolutely don't not come because of you know i i I go back to uh, except for bathing suits (laughs) don't wear a swimsuit don't wear those (laughs) Um, but I go back to the criticism I, I mentioned maybe where we had a whole group of baseball uh, people come in, uh, kids in, base, in baseball uniforms. Is that the co- I talked to the coaches. There were about 30 people in the whole group. And I got comments about, you know, think they could dress at least dress up for church. And I'm thinking from speaking with the coaches and such. In fact, I, I publicly pointed them out. I said, hey, you know, let's welcome this, this team because, you know, they're here to go to mass, mm. <laughs> you know, and they they're running to a tournament right after. Sure. I'm thinking to myself, thank goodness because it's the mass they could get to, mm-hmm. and and I appreciate the parents and the coaches, who who recognize that you know what, we're going to go to church because this is important to these young people, and I thought, what a great example, is it what they're always going to wear to church? Probably <laughs> not. But I'm glad they're there. I'm just glad they're there. And like I said, sometimes we just have to lighten up a bit um, and, and, you know, presume some goodwill. Uh, so, but there are times, you know, there are times that you, you're running late and, yeah, it's not what you would normally wear, but that's okay too. I mean, that's part of life also. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes it's because of families and kids and, and all of those things that are part of life gets messy. And sometimes we just have to remember that maybe in past years or whatever, life got a little messy for us too. <laughs> and maybe the rules were a little stricter, and I'm well aware that they were. But the fact is, is that life got a little messy. And you probably were hoping that father would lighten up a little bit and probably were thinking when he's ranting at you a little bit, you know what? That's easy for you to say because you don't have five kids and you don't have a spouse and you don't have this. You know, easy for you to say, but you have no clue what you're talking about. 
And unfortunately, sometimes we didn't have the nerve to say that out loud. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, now so, we will. <laughs> well, I hope so. I mean, you know, if somebody, if, you know, if I had a real problem, if I had a real problem with what someone was wearing, first of all, I'm not going to make a public spectacle out of that. Right. Okay. Second of all, is that, you know, okay, could have been a circumstance, things happen. If it were to happen, let's say, a second time, then I'm going to pull the person aside and said, I just need to understand. I need to talk a little bit about this. Mm-hmm. Because um, one, either maybe comments that I have received, uh, two, you become you now become uh, a disruption, and and you need to know that. Is that a hard conversation to have? Absolutely. That's why they pay you the big bucks, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I could sometimes tell you horror stories of what people have worn or not, and you know. And you have to have that very, very difficult conversation. But I think we're being dishonest if we don't. Um, Usually what people point out, it's like, well, they're wearing shorts. Yeah, I know. Well, they're wearing a a tank top that's way too low. You know what? Can't help it. Okay, but to be fair, you can't see that unless you turn around or... exactly. (laughs) That's why the thing is that... And why are you paying so much attention? It's it's sometimes it's it's not just another person. Yeah. And it's it's being able to I think remember where you are, what you're doing, and why you're doing it, and for whom. And I think it would solve you know ninety nine and nine tenths percent of the issues, and add a little common sense. We're good for all. And what was that? The eyes. What? Custody of and the keep eyes. custody keep of your eyes. Custody of your eyes. It okay. can avoid so <laughs> many problems. Keep custody of your eyes. <laughs> Excellent. Well, on that happy note, we are going to leave it there. We hope you enjoyed this, found it informative, and we will see you next.